When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. In this episode, we're speaking to a rider who has given much to many British Speedway clubs, but one in particular, and that's the Kingsland Stars. He's celebrating his testimonial year in 2022. He is Louis Kerr. <laughs> this one dive sort of went a bit wrong, really. I sort of tried to do it forwards. And I just I had to do this little hop each time to go forward. I should have turned around and done it properly, but um, I still won. Find out what that's about in a little while. We'll also find out more about Louis' background, his early days on motorcycles, making the move from motocross to speedway and how that came about. And then, of course, racing for Kings Lynn, but other sides across British speedway as well, including Plymouth, Somerset, Newcastle, Scunthorpe, Ipswich, Lakeside... Pool Pirates, Glasgow Tigers, Eastbourne, and of course in 2022, Kings Lynn and Redcar. And we're going to find out a little bit more about his testimonial meeting, which is one of the first meetings in British Speedway in 2022. And he's going to reveal the names of the teams that are going to be battling it out in that fixture as well. But uh, first of all, let's welcome Louis Kerr to Humans of Speedway. Welcome. Great to speak to you. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us and, and tell us about your testimonial, which is where we'll start, because this is happening the um, the opening weekend, really, of the Speedway season, Sunday, the 20th of March. And you've been working on this for a while. You're putting together a top class lineup. Um, how are the preparations going at the moment then? Yes, uh, planning's going really well. Um, Sunday, the 20th of March at Kings Lynn. Um, Lineups coming together really good. It's, it's a strong field. Um, I mean, people did tell me how much work is involved in a testimonial, but but I never knew it was going to be this much. But um, it's going good, and um, yeah, like I said, it's um, the, the Josh Orty's the day before mine. Then I'm on on the Sunday, so one of the first of the season. And yeah, as you, as you mentioned, you're, you're now getting a look behind the curtain of what it's like to be a promoter as well. So what are, what are the things you've discovered in doing that side of the speedway? Um, well, I don't want to ever be a promoter. I know that, but um, yeah, it's just it's just unbelievable the little things you don't think of that you, that you have to be in place. And um, I've got a good team around me. I've got um, a couple of sponsors helping me, and uh, and and Stephanie Babb from the Ben Fund has been great as well. So um, yeah, I'm glad I've got those guys to help me. Twentieth of March then is the date. As we mentioned, it's the it's the opening weekend of the speedway season really because there's um, a couple of testimonials Josh Orty's uh, the day before and uh, yourself um, what's the lineup looking like so far because you have got some big names who have signed up to join you at the Adrian Flux Arena on that day haven't you yes it's looking really strong I've, um, we've got Niels Christian Everson we have Bomber Peter Kilderman Nikolai Clint Danny King Charles Wright Adam Ellis the young German Norrit Bladorn is going to Bellevue so that'd be cool to see him Richard Lawson 
and yeah, and there's there's plenty more to come. So yeah, it's looking a strong lineup. Now this is a four-team tournament. Uh, it's uh, the format of how it's going to work, and the exclusive for humans of Speedway is you're going to give us the team names in a moment, uh, so people will see how it's going to work. Um, before we get to that, though, something else that you you've done in the meeting is that you're giving fans the chance to be team managers and, and people bid on that and and uh, they went down really well but great for fans to get that extra insight into the sport isn't it yeah exactly you know we um yeah we decided on a four-team tournament and um and then thought you know we might as well give the opportunity to to manage the team for the night and um within the morning that they were all sold out so it was it was really good with lots of inquiries about that um you know and obviously um there'll be other team like um official team managers there as well to help them and, and um if they get stuck or need any advice so uh yeah it's it's little things like that 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 you can't normally do um like um I've also got a referee experience um that I've agreed with the referee they can do as well so they can spend the day with the referee in, in the box and um track inspection with the ref and walk around the pits and things that you wouldn't normally be able to do that you could do on, on at my testimonial. It's fantastic for, for fans to, to be able to have the chance to do these kind of things, you know, the stuff that you would never have a chance to do in a, you know, in a league meeting during the season, but you can make it possible in, in a testimonial and that adds an extra element to it as well. Now, you mentioned, obviously we mentioned the team managers, but there are teams and with it being a four-team tournament, each team has a name. For the first time, an exclusive to Humans of Speedway, you're going to reveal the team names for your testimonial in March. Um, over to you, Louis Kerr. Yeah, so we've got um, a British champs team um and i think those riders have all been announced so that will be um chris harris danny king adam ellison charles wright we have an all-stars team which will be um nils christian everson nikolai clint norrick bloodorn and then one more which is being announced this end of this week we have a kingsland stars team and i think two of those have been announced and then we've got another two to go and then we're going to have a team called the Kangaroos, so it's um, three Aussies and a Brit in that one. So we're calling them the Kangaroos. <laughs> Sounds good, and I think people can obviously get a, a rough idea of what categories those riders that are yet to be announced um, might fall into. Obviously, you're going to have a, a big support from the Kingsling crowd, um, but people from across the country will be coming to, to see you as well. I know that there's a, a coach coming from the northeast, isn't there, of Redcar and Newcastle fans, and uh, I'm sure people who've followed you around your, your various clubs uh, in British Speedway will be making the journey. Yeah, uh, it would be fantastic. It's going to be a good day, and like I said, um, Redcar are making the trip, and um, I think uh, they've put it out there to Newcastle if they wanted to join on the coach as well, so it'd be good if, if some of the, the Newcastle fans can come make the trip. I know there's a few carlos coming anyway but um yeah i mean hopefully people come from all over to watch it you know like i said it's a real good lineup you're going to see some good racing um and a lot of fun and as you mentioned you know when you're promoting these meetings and putting them together there's all those little things that you forget about you've thought about the races what are the other things that are going to be going on during the meeting to keep everybody entertained yeah, we'll have um, we've got youth demonstrating races, so so we're going to have one two fives and two fifties, um, and then once the four team tournament is done, we're going to have um, two semis and a final of the top two scorers, and then um, those they then go into the final. So 
it's sort of like a second half meeting really which which will be exciting and some really good racing in that um there'll be a good auction in the bar afterwards there'll be a raffle um there's loads of things actually in the pipeline that we've um yet to sort of finalize and plan so um there's gonna be lots going on definitely a special occasion of course any testimonial is is a big achievement for for a speedway rider um but kings lynn not just a club that you've raced for for all those years it's it's an area you grew up in it's your local club as well it must be a hugely proud occasion for you to get this on yeah exactly you know obviously been at kings in a long time now and um i had a couple of years away and um and that's all i've had and um being a local boy having your, your testimonial in your local town is um fantastic so yeah really pleased about that and um yeah, I just hope we get a good turnout. I'm sure we will. You know, one of the first meetings of the year, and um, it, it'd be great to see the the place packed. Well, you know, it's a perfect time to have it. I think as well. You know, as you say, first meeting of the year, people are absolutely desperate to see, you know, some top quality speedway once again. And and your lineup packed with riders of the of the caliber you've got is, um, you know, it's all all shapes up to be a, a fantastic occasion. Yeah, it does. Like I say, and I've I've met some some great friends in my career, and. Um, and all the riders have been, you know, um, more than happy to do the meeting for me. And, um, you know, it's people people like Niels. You know, I've had a few seasons with Niels and, you know, he's making the trip over here to, to do that. And um, it's great, great pre-season practice for, for the boys, you know. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a paid practice for them and they get to go from the tapes, really. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good. And uh, you're part of a, what, kind of a big weekend, really, for those who've uh, who've got the time to be able to to make a, a weekend of it because Saturday, the Josh Orty testimonial, Sunday, the Louis Kerr testimonial at Kings Lynn, and then on the Monday, the Peter Craven Memorial takes place at the National Speedway Stadium. So potentially three days on the bounce of top-class speedway. We've all missed our speedway over the winter, so um, hopefully people are... Um gagging to get back there <laughs> <laughs> Louis Kerr my guest on Humans of Speedway racing for the Kingsland Stars and the Red Car Bears in British Speedway in 2022 and of course celebrating his testimonial year and uh, more about that to come but we'll find out a bit more about his background Louis wasn't always going to be a Speedway rider in fact far from it Speedway was not the form of motorcycling he was originally used to find out how he found his way into Speedway in the next part of Humans of Speedway You're listening to Humans of Speedway. My guest in this episode is Lewis Kerr, or Louis Kerr for short. Uh, now, uh, it's his testimonial year this year, which means he's been in Speedway, uh, obviously over 10 years, and uh, much of that has been spent with um, Kingsland Stars in the top league, but um, elsewhere in British Speedway, he's ridden for a number of clubs, and we'll look at some of those in a few moments. Um, first of all, Lou, I want to go right back to how you found your way into Speedway in the first place, because um, whilst you were into motorcycles, you come very much from the motocross side of things, and then you you discovered Speedway, as many riders have done. Uh, we spoke to Jordan Palin a couple of episodes ago, and that's um, where he started, um, having never even heard of Speedway originally. Um, people like Craig Cook being another example, yourself also following that line. Um, how did Speedway come into your life then as a motocrosser? You know, my life was motocross growing up, um, and then um, I'm good, good friends with uh, Connor Mountain and his dad, and um 
Andy, his dad, recently got another speedway bike after a few years. So he was going down to Kingsley and I had a went and had a go on it. And um, from then on, you know, I got hooked, um, managed to buy an old bike and, and was practicing all winter. And then, um, yeah, before you know it, Kingsley signed me as an asset and done all the amateur meetings and um, things like that. And then um, had my first meeting in the National League. I think it was June 2010, maybe. Um, but yeah, and it was just a roller coaster from then, and then, um, yeah, and it just it just happened so quickly. I, I managed to pick it up really quickly and, and got going, and then by 2013, I, I'd signed for Newcastle in, in the old Premier League. So um, yeah, it happened really quick, um, but best thing I ever done. So. And I know that we spoke to um, Jordan Palin a, a little while ago, and he came from a motocross sort of background as well as a as a youngster. But he was saying that you know originally he hated it, and it took him a while to kind of get the hang of it. But for you, you did you find it quite natural sliding a bike? Because it's sort of an un. It, it, firstly, having no brakes is is one thing to get your head round, I, I imagine. But the the whole style and everything else that's required is very unique to to speedway, isn't it? It's not the sort of style you'd use in many other sports. It used to scare me actually when I first started because, like I said, they're just not like a normal bike. You know, I'd I'd come into the corner and panic, and then I'd shut off the back wheel would catch up and then it would go straight so it was getting your head around that that the harder you ride the bike the easier it becomes but um you know it's just practice practice and uh and then it just becomes sort of second nature after that but it was definitely scary early on i had a few crashes and you've had your fair share of those as well and we'll talk about those in a, in a little bit but see so you, you're involved with the with the young stars as well weren't you at king's lynn so you've you've had um like you know a uh, that was your first sort of experience, I suppose, within a, within a team. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed you know the young stars. Um, uh, it, it was great. We had a good team, and then and then in, in 2013 we had a really good team when Robert Lambert joined us and and Stevie Worrell joined us. So it was the top three of me, Robert, and Stevie Worrell at the time. So um, it's not a bad lineup, is it? Against um, <laughs> no, it's good. But you know, we, it was it was great. Um, you know, even when I was doubling up with Newcastle and the Young Stars, you know, it was, um, just gave me so much confidence going into those meetings, and um, and then we broke away from there in fourteen. And but yeah, it was great for the Young Stars, definitely. And doubling up is is important to the development of young riders, uh, particularly. And I know it's got its critics doubling up, but for the youngsters riding in the National League, as as you were, to make that step up, you've got that reassurance almost, like a safety blanket of of knowing that in the National League, you know your level, you're confident, and you know you can do stuff in that league that you probably wouldn't attempt to do, say riding in the Championship or these days being a rising star in in the Premiership, where obviously the competition is much more fierce. You're riding against much better riders and you are going to have a tougher time. But the stuff that you learn, you know, you can take back between the leagues to to improve your overall game. That's exactly what happened. You know, I, um, yeah, I'd I'd sort of have a really good meeting for the young stars and my confidence was high and I'd take that into the, into the, into the old Premier League and, um, it worked just a dream that year you know my Premier League form was fantastic um in fact it was probably better in the Premier League than it was the National League it was really really strange but um it was still to this day I think 2013 was my most funnest year I think um 
doing you know both those clubs was full of confidence so I had no no pressure as such back then it was and the points were, were flowing really it was just really enjoyable yeah I remember you riding for for Newcastle because I'm, I'm based in the northeast and I went to a Newcastle meeting and uh and it was it was a meeting that you were dominating I seem to remember that because Roy Clark was was calling you the Terminator and and all this <laughs> kind of stuff and it was like you know you're having a fantastic time there and Newcastle's not not the easiest track for a lot of riders you know not everybody enjoys going there no that's right and you know I absolutely love it even to this day I go back as an away rider and I always seem to have really good meetings there I just enjoy it um yeah it was like I said it I've rode so many times there now. It's, it's second nature around there, to be honest. Um, and and most people don't like it. So um, I had some great years at Newcastle. Um, that first, like I said, the first year, the fans and promotion um, were great, great for me. Yeah, there's definitely an art to Newcastle, I think. And as I mentioned, it's it's not for everyone. But that said, you know, it's had some big names racing there in the past. You know, if it's good enough for Ivan Major, it's uh, it's good enough for everyone, surely. And uh, you learn that track and, and nail it, then you're invincible around there and you become a hero. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, you know, it was a shame what happened in 2015 with my crash because obviously mm. that wiped out my third year with the, with them and um, and things were going well then. But um, I had a great two and a half years with them. I think it was just at that time, you know, I needed to try something new after coming back from my injury and stuff. Um, but yeah, but I'll never forget the, the Newcastle days, that's for sure. No, and uh, you know, I'm sure there's there's love for you right across the northeast now because uh, obviously um, with Newcastle and that and now Redcar, I think that's um, fairly assured. But you mentioned there about injury, though. You must wonder where you might be by now, were it not for those injuries and setbacks that you received, which you know, through no fault of of your own or anyone really, you know, it was just it was racing incidents and whilst there's broken legs and broken arms and, and things like that, you suffered a really bad injury, a, a really horrific crash at the four-team tournament in Peterborough in 2015. And it was um, a crash with uh, with Josh Grashenek. It was the third heat, which sent you through the fence and you sustained some quite severe um, head injuries in in that, and you were treated for over an hour at trackside. The meeting was abandoned, and eventually you were airlifted to hospital, and you were placed in a coma. You know this this is really serious, life threatening stuff that you, that you found yourself in there, and and you've battled back from that. But you know that's a time I imagine that you really don't have much recollection of um, uh, of that incident. No, that that whole time's pretty much wiped out. To be honest, um, I'm pretty fortunate that I can't remember. Um, really, I'm I'm not sure I'd be the rider I am today if I could remember, or whether I'd still be doing it. So, uh, mm. yeah, it was a, it was a scary time, and I mean, it was more scary for the, for my family. Obviously, I didn't know anything about it, and, and still don't. But um, yeah, it's it's a shame with with obviously the setback with that, and then. Uh, breaking both legs in 18 and then COVID. So in theory, I sort of had three years out um, of my career, which I do I do wonder, you know, if I hadn't have had them where where I could be now. But, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. So uh, we'll just keep going. It does, you know, having seen your ace last year uh, at Redcar, um, you seem to be in the form of your life at the moment, uh, I think. 
you know, you 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 were a solid rider at Redcar, and I know that you you nece- didn't necessarily get the hang of the track in the first meeting and and so on, and you grew into the circuit. But by the end of the the season, you were you seemed un- unstoppable. But that I know that that I know that that's the rider that you can be and and are. But you know, I say the yeah. you know the injuries probably set you back a little bit, and people don't realise probably how good you are, <laughs> to be honest. And, yeah, I think yeah, I agree with you. You know the last sort of month, two months of the season, I felt like I was in the best form I've ever been in. And, um, and yeah, and that, that is down to, to red car. Really. It was such a, a fun place to be, um, and the track and, and, and everything about it. I love. And, um, you know, that first meeting, I only got five points. I was so nervous and wanted to do so well and straight through the tapes in the first one. And, um, yeah, I just, I was, my head was all over the place that day, but, um, yeah, and then to end the season winning the silver helmet, you know, topped it off really. So uh, it was a no-brainer going back there for me. I, I just loved every minute of it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm. You were a, definitely a popular addition. You know, uh, at the at the end of the the season when it was all sort of announced you were, you're going to be joining again, and I think everybody was delighted because you did seem to settle in really well at Red Car and swan diving over the end because the, the the silver helmet had a, an extra competition yeah. for the best celebration and so you managed to beat charles Wright on the track in the in the in, in the in the heats but you also beat him for the best celebration yeah i know right at the end he, um, <laughs> i still wind him up about that about him leaving gate three um for me because i knew if i had gate you know when, when they both picked gates one and two and i don't think they wanted to be on the inside of uh, me to be on the inside of them Mm. I think that was the biggest problem, and I was gating all night. And then, um, but I had a look at gate three, and it was it was um, really good. So I was happy about that. But uh, yeah, the <laughs> the swan dive sort of went a bit wrong. Really, I sort of tried to do it forwards, and I just I had to do this little hop <laughs> each time to go forward. I should have turned around and done it properly, but um, I still won. So I, I didn't care what I looked like at the time. It was sort of like swan dive slash the worm, wasn't it? It was, but it was like yeah. your own. It was, you made it your own. And... <laughs> I don't really know what it was, but it, it, it worked. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, some of the other clubs you've ridden for, then. I mean, you've, you've ridden for quite a few. I mean, you are one of the riders who's actually ridden for Kings Lynn and Ipswich as well in 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 your yeah. career, which is, uh, you know, there's there's a few that's done that, but um, I'm not I'm not sure many local lads have done it. No, yeah, that was. Um... That was a pretty tough year. In 2016, I moved to Ipswich. It was the year after my, my head injury. So it was tough coming back from that. Um, I was also on some not very good engines at the time, and um, that didn't help. So um, sort of they, they released me uh, not too long into the season. I think that was the best thing that could have happened to me, really. And then I joined Scunthorpe and, and ended the season season good. Um and also Red for Lakeside in 16 as well. And mm. I enjoyed that. And by the end of the season, got the hang of the track as well. So it, was, um, it wasn't too bad. And these are all fairly tricky tracks, aren't they? You know, we talk about technical tracks in Britain, but, you know, Newcastle, Lakeside, they are all, they are as British a speedway track as, you, as you're probably going to get. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah, Lakeside, I did struggle, struggle there early on and then, and then got to grips with it. Um, and we made the, the, um, the playoff semi-finals against Bellevue and I had a good meeting in that one but we didn't get through but uh really enjoyed my time at Lakeside um and it's obviously sad that it's not there now mm. 
And uh, there's too many clubs going by the wayside. But, of course, this year we get Oxford back. So um, a, a new track for you there to, to have a crack at. Absolutely, yeah. I'm looking forward to going there. Um heard lots of things about it. So uh, we'll see what it's like yeah. when we go down there. Yeah, we're all looking forward to seeing what, what Oxford brings us. And uh, great to have the track and, and the whole name of the Oxford Cheetahs back in, in British Speedway. Looking ahead to 2022 for you with Kings Lynn back in the Premiership. Um, this year, the you know the lineup does look much more solid uh, this year, right throughout the team, and uh, seems like you're in for a, a better year, all being well. I know there's uh, good preparations going on between you, but looking back at last year, you know, not not the greatest year at all. And whilst your results did improve, both personally and for the team, towards the end of the season, the damage was done, you know, fairly early doors, really, and two wins all season really just. Um, tells tells the tale right there doesn't it yeah absolutely i think yeah it was an absolute disaster to be honest but the um for various reasons you know we had so many riders and team managers and we never ever got that that team atmosphere going and um you know there was there was there was a few meetings that were good um that we were you know unlucky not to win or or get a draw or, or whatever but um you know we were all trying it just did not happen um but like I said, hopefully this year, looking at the team, I think it's. I mean, there's a great atmosphere already. Just just on on the group chat, you know, there's there's um a good feel about it. So, um, you know, the fans deserve a good season. So, so hopefully we can do that for them. Yeah, we've heard about the group chats. That's um that's been a big big way for you to all get together across different uh, different countries and and so on in advance, isn't it? it? Must be good to sort of get to meet people. Even I mean, you've probably met all the guys at some point in in your career anyway, but. Uh, you know, to to sort of have that that vibe must must really help you out before before you you all do meet uh, for that first meeting. Yeah, definitely. I think, like I said, you you feel like you know them before you've actually seen each other. Um, the only guy I don't I've never actually spoke to is um, Peter Kilderman. So, um, but you know, he seem he seems um, a good lad, and you know, Pete is very professional and and he's a great rider. So um, I'm sure he'll be great for us. And you were mentioning earlier about how much you enjoyed 2013 as a year so far in your career. And um, Richie Worrell was racing for Kings Lynn that season, as, as of course, were you. And uh, that's the case once again in 2022. You're uh, nine years later, uh, back together in, in the same side. And, uh, you know, again, adding more strength in depth to the Kings Lynn team, you have to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Richie's a great rider, I think. I think for quite until the new averages with the cup and the rolling averages, I think he's he's a um, reserve for a long time. So to have Richie Warrell at reserve is um, is massive. So um, that's definitely our our um, well, you know our trump card at reserve. You know seven rides. I mean he, he's got to be the best reserve in the league by a long long way. So. Um, and he can have up to seven rides in happy days. Okay, that could as long be. As he doesn't take one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> with with looking at the lineup with Kings Lynn, you know Jack Thomas is the, you know he is the the sort of the least experienced, the rising star in in that lineup. But anybody else who drops into that other reserve slot, um, barring say Jake Mulford, who's the number eight. But assuming you're all fit and, and there and and selected, then you know you you are going to have an experienced rider. In, in one of the reserve positions. Yeah, I think that was our way of thinking. Like you said, whatever happens in the season, we will have a strong a strong reserve 
down there. So, um, you know, reserves win your matches. You need a, you need a strong reserve, and and we've got that all season. You know, and and then Jack Thomas as well. You know, Jack's a good lad, and he, you know he'll definitely get stuck in, and that's and that's all he needs to do is get stuck in. We're all all going to help him. Um, so um, yeah, I think we'll, it'll be good. And that is the voice of Louis Kerr on Humans of Speedway, getting ready for his testimonial, which takes place at the time of recording in March 2020. I say that for the benefit if you're listening in a time capsule in years from now. Uh, But it's taking place on the first weekend of the British Speedway season. And next, putting all of his um, promoting skills that he's gained in organising his testimonial to good use, because he's going to design his dream Speedway meeting in our Speedway Paradise feature Find out he'll make his all-time 1-7, to his dream track, the rule he would change, and much more next on Humans of Speedway. You're listening to Humans of Speedway. I'm Ian Brannan. Welcome along. Now, if you haven't already followed or liked or subscribed to this podcast yet, then why not do it right now? It's entirely free, and what it does is it means that um, whenever any new episodes arrive, you'll get them straight into your app without having to refresh or go looking for them. So uh, why not do that right now? You won't miss anything that's coming up over the next few weeks because we've got some great guests lined up in the pipeline. Um, This week, we're chatting with Louis Kerr, who in 2022 is going to be racing for the Kingsland Stars in the Premiership. And he's going to be racing for the Red Car Bears in British Speedway's championship. But he's ridden for many clubs across British Speedway, the likes of Plymouth, Somerset, Newcastle, Poole, Scunthorpe, Glasgow, Eastbourne. Sound like I'm reading off the... uh, the, the names on a, on a train journey or something, uh, being the conductor. But these are some of the clubs that he's raced for in his career and he's having his testimonial at Kings Lynn on the 20th of March. But right now he's going to organise his dream Speedway meeting right before our very eyes. Uh, so let's find out what that would look like. Uh, first question for you then, Louis, is if you could have your meeting and you could have it raced on any track, which track would you choose purely for the racing, which would it be? Glasgow, I think. Hmm. And you've spent some time at Glasgow in the past as well, yourself, haven't you? Yeah, I love I love the track, and it does produce good racing. It was um, it was a close one between Durham Redcar, but I feel with um, Glasgow being slicker, uh, I think it's even more racing, possibly. So we'll go with Glasgow. And the GP. Um, challenge of course happening this this year at, at Glasgow as well and I think if any of the British lads maybe even yourself managed to, to get through to, to to that you know ultimate race off to get in the Grand Prix I mean it's it's got to be a big advantage to some of the Brits this year hasn't it that yeah absolutely you know it's, it's it's you're that close to getting to getting into the Grand Prix is pretty crazy I mean obviously it's a tough meeting but uh, being on home home soil I think um, you know you never know what can happen that's for sure yeah, there'd be a few looking at that thinking, I, I. So if we're going to put that track in a stadium, then which stadium would you put the Glasgow track in? Any stadium? Any stadium. Doesn't have, doesn't have to be a Speedway stadium. No, nah, I don't no. think so. No. Uh, as I'm an Arsenal fan, I'll go for the Emirates. Ah, well, was it Jordan Jenkins suggested putting it in the Tottenham Stadium? So I think, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and the Arsenal Stadium are good though getting a decent track down there we've seen them in the big stadiums yeah. in Australia though haven't we they, they always look really yeah. good 
Yeah, absolutely. I think um, well, I'm not sure that'll ever happen, but it it would be it would be great. <laughs> well, this is it. It could happen. You never know. Um, yeah. Okay, your your dream one to seven. You you are assembling uh, in in many ways one of your dream teams for your for your testimonial. We know that. But um, if you were to pick a dream one to seven, who would it be? And there's no rules to this. Um, alive or dead, could be anybody. Tony Ricardson. Mm-hmm. Smarzlik, Laguta, Woofy, uh, Emil Sofutinov, Jason Crump, and one more. Ah, Robert Lambert. That ah, it. Robert Lambert. Of course. Robert Lambert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a, what a, you know, he's <laughs> from Kings Lynn to, um, to the world stage now. I mean, he's really. You know, made that leap, hasn't he? He's, he's sort of he has, yeah. cracked that nut. Yeah, it's incredible what he's done. I think you know, from when I first saw him on a speedway bike, I knew, you know, he was he was going to do big things. So, um, yeah, really pleased for him. Um, who's going to referee your meeting? Because I know you're offering a chance for people to refer to get involved in that. But um, but who would who would do you have a, a preferred referee? <laughs> if there is such a thing. Um, yeah, there is, I mean, I'd have Mick Bates. Um, Mick Bates is doing my testimonial. He um, he used to work with my wife's dad and um, sort of knows her family really well and, and I get on with Mick really well. So um, I'd have Mick Bates. Okay, so um, but Mick Bates is actually doing your meeting as well, so that's happening in real is, life. Yeah. Um, a rule you would change? Well, if you're going to change the rules of speed, um, what would it be? Yeah, if you don't hit the tapes, then to just carry on. If you if you if you make a blinder and you don't touch the tapes, it, just carry on. That's that's what I would do. It's the it's probably the most common thing that riders say when I ask this question. They all say the same thing. You know, if you don't hit mm-hmm. the tapes, let it go. It's a fraction of a second, yeah. and you've got plenty of chance to catch it up. It's not like you're gonna yeah, hundred meter start, is it? Um, and uh, finally. Who would be the opposition team, an, an actual team that has existed at some point in history? Um, I liked the um, 2013 Paul Pirates team with um, Darcy Ward, Magic and Greg Hancock was in the team. Um, oh, yeah. You know, those top three were, were, were pretty good, so um, we'd go for that. Yeah, you for, forget about Greg Hancock riding at Poole, don't yeah. you? It's, uh, yeah. What a team that was, yeah, as you say. Yeah, Fantastic. Well, that, that would be um, a, a big um, a big event, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, people can <laughs> see how your, how your actual meeting uh, pans out. Um, get it in your diary. 20th of March for Louis Kerr's uh, testimonial meeting, a four-team tournament taking place at Kings Lynn um, on that very first weekend of the Speedway season with some, some big names already announced and more to be announced over the coming weeks. Um, have a safe season, Louis. Uh, look forward to seeing you, you through the course of it. Probably see you at Red Car at some point. And, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, um, all the best with the, with the big event. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for having me. Once again, my thanks to Louis Kerr for joining us on this episode of Humans of Speedway. If you'd like to go to his testimonial, first real weekend of action, it's the uh, Sunday, the 20th of March at the Adrian Flux Arena at Kings Lynn, featuring the likes of Niels Christian Everson, Peter Kildermund, Chris Harris, Nikolai Clint, Adam Ellis, Charles Wright. Uh, I've also got Richard Lawson, Norik Bladorn, and more names to be announced. 
and um, it's uh, going to be a fantastic event, I'm sure. Now, don't forget to check out some of our previous episodes of Humans of Speedway. If you've not listened to Tom Brennan yet, make sure that you add that to your listen list because it was a fantastic chat um, in the previous episode with uh, Tom Brennan about becoming a Speedway of Nations world champion and British Under-21 champion and his plans for the future and looking ahead to the season coming up with Bellevue. We've also recently spoken with Jordan Jenkins, um, one of Louis's teammates at Redcar, but uh, he's also the captain of the uh, Oxford Chargers in 2022 in the National Development League. And we also recently spoke with uh, Jordan Palin, um, who, of course, is a league champion with um, Peterborough, rising star there, and also racing for the Scunthorpe Scorpions. So those are the other episodes we've had out so far in 2022. And don't forget to join us on the next episode, which will be coming soon. And uh, if you feel that you've enjoyed this, please leave us a review and uh, rate the podcast on whichever app you choose to listen to us on. And we'll see you soon on the next episode of Humans of Speedway. Podcast Network.